Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio. Simply glorious. In spreading the gospel to the world, we have designed a streaming radio broadcast for every believer. This word, worship, and witness field broadcast streams live every week. Access episodes on demand 24 hours a day. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast and take UGR wherever you go. Visit us online at urbanglorycampaigns.webs.com. Also find us at twitter.com backslash urban underscore glory. And like us on Facebook. Enjoy today's broadcast. When you bless, He 
strengthen and settle you. And this is where we establish our work because it concludes to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Now, I want to give you five scriptures today. Galatians 3, 3. Colossians 3, Ephesians 4, Colossians 1, probably should have put Colossians 1 before Colossians 3, but either way, <laughs> and Philippians 3. All right. So we got to not only regard the written word of God, but we got to also regard the spoken word of God, and the word of God must be given voice. Yes, sir. They're on the back of the sheet. I'm sorry, on, on the note seats. I was trying to help you out because this is the meat. This is one of the meats of of where we're going in this. Now, the scripture tells us. Well, I, I give commentary on each scripture. Um, so, in Galatians three three, I say this: You can never attain perfection in the flesh. This teaching doesn't attempt for you to master all things spiritual, but to develop trust in the Holy Spirit. Say trust. In the, Holy Spirit. in the Holy Spirit. Now you can write down John 16. It gives you a description of what the Holy Spirit is sent to do. A lot of times people say they're led by the Holy Spirit. Check them with chapter and verse. The Holy Spirit has five distinct roles that he is going to do. And it's found in John 16. Well, John 15, 16, and 17 gives you the whole thing. It's coming directly from Jesus. But 16 gives you the, the role description of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So, so um, the Holy Spirit equips us with what we need to achieve the plans of God for our lives. Flawless and faultless is not the goal of perfecting. And I want you all to understand that. When we're saying perfecting, we are not talking about you're flawless and faultless. Because if you say you haven't sinned, the scripture says you're what? You're a liar. And the truth is not in you. Amen? So that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, the goal of perfecting becomes whole, complete, and healthy as possible in Christ Jesus. And that's Galatians 3.3. 3. Now, in Colossians 3.12 through 17, and you have to read the whole chapter in, uh, um, in, to get the real understanding. Amen? But we're going through. The ultimate goal of spiritual growth is to develop the love of God. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the scripture indicates the love being the bond of perfection. Okay. Now when we say bond of perfection, it is the covenant of promise. That's what we mean. The love of God, the Bible says, you'll know who are of me by the love that they have for one another. When you start really talking about perfecting, you start growing in the bond of love. And love is not an emotional feeling. 1 Corinthians 13 gives a description of what divine love is. Amen? So, so the bond of love is the covenant of promise for the believer. And this passage highlights practical ways we can establish a godly life, giving clear-cut ways uh, we can get God's attention. He perfects the things concerning us in Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. Now, my favorite one is this one, and what I was talking about, submit yourselves to an elder. If you could know everything about the scripture, he wouldn't have you go to church. And the reality of the matter is, faith 
in Romans, right? 10, 17. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It goes on to say, how can you hear? It says, how can you hear without a preacher? So God gives a revelation in the man or woman of God that you must get in order to exist in faith. That means there are certain elements to your faith walk that you can't get unless you come in contact with who the men and women of God are in your life. Amen. But if you don't respect and regard the words that are coming out of sometimes we, the Bible tells us, know no man after the flesh. And we always looking at people and characteristics that they have and judging them, saying, oh, because they sound sweet, they humble. That don't make them humble. <laughs> We're not to know people after the flesh. You got to take time to get to know people. Time will tell. Got to prove all things, the scripture tells you. So you, you got to value when you know somebody is a person of faith and that they're assigned to develop your faith, then you the fool for not following the instructions that come out their mouth. <laughs> well, amen. I, amen. Amen. All right. Yeah, so God anoints others to assist you in your spiritual development. You know, and sometimes it's not going to be people who you always like to be around. They're not going to say always what. Matter of fact, some of the greatest teachers I experienced rubbed me the wrong way. Because ultimately, the encounters with truth and raw truth is not easy, easy to swallow. And they got to say things that other folk aren't willing to say. But you have the responsibility of how you receive. And so many times we get too familiar in the church walls because we don't separate the gift that God has anointed someone in with their personality. And we can miss out on the faith that we need to grow if God permits. So... Not only can we be limited ourselves, see, if we don't have the foundation and understanding about the foundation, then Lord knows we're not going to perfection. But then here's another plug. If you don't receive who God has sent to grow you in faith, you won't go to perfection either. Because how can you love God whom you don't see? And you can't connect with people that you do see. And this is this is what's killing the church. We don't know how to respect leadership anymore. I mean, real respect. Now, I'm just not talking about just doing what they say. I'm talking about taking to heart that God places people in your life at periods in your time to help you develop spiritually. You know. You know, I personally, well, I tell you, when I came here, I heard from God. Now, when I hear from God, I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> I know when I hear that still, small voice. Because LaVon wasn't planning to be no member of nobody's church anymore, just personally, you know. <laughs> I thought I arrived. <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> well, anyway, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Now, Ephesians 4 is very important 
for you to understand when we talk about being perfected because God outlines the gifts that he used to perfect the saints for the work of ministry, for the edification or the building up of the body till we come into that very image of Christ Jesus. And that perfecting process, see, it's a process. See, it's activated when you connect to the people that God has anointed to develop you in your faith. And these are gifts in the church. Amen. All right? So God anoints us, and uh, God anoints individuals for spiritual development. He qualifies them. Amen? He qualifies them with special endowments of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding in specific areas to ensure you become healthy and complete in spiritual maturity. They are not to lord over you, but to serve you as visible examples of the ways of Christ that show that they have proof that they've grown so that you can grow. Because you're to follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. You follow their faith, which is the proof of that they're doing what they believe. Because faith without works is what? It's dead. Amen? So Ephesians 4 helps us understand that God anoints people specifically for us. And you need to find out who they are. You need to know their name, their history. And that's not always people on the pulpit. And the church has been so naturalized that we can't see gifts in other people. And we're robbing ourselves of the life of God that he's intended for us to to exist in because we don't know how to recognize who's among us. And and, And respect and adapt to the grace that is on their life to help us grow. That's why, like I said before, people can be in the same place and experience different things because of how they regard the word of God and the people of God. And that will never change. Amen. All right. Now, not only does God use others to assist us, but he will often network you in a company of mature believers to release supernatural wisdom. In a multitude of counsel, there is what? There's safety. So you got to get around. It's important who your environment is. Amen? And so um, the applications of spirit, uh, practical applications of spiritual living is not in the world. Amen? Teaching this uh, to fulfill the word of God or to make it your reality, and it's the goal of the word, the greatest example, is how Jesus was anointed to perform and commissioning us to do greater works perfected in him. And in Colossians it says, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things above where he's seated and not things on earth. So we got to go up, you know. And, and a lot of times when we talk about perfecting, when we go into the different ways we are perfected, and it is a process, if you, if you don't have these secured in you, these little five scriptures that you know these, and that's why I tell you to study on your own time, and I'm purposely not reading them because you're intelligent enough to read for yourself, to study on your own time. And the enemy has robbed the church See, most churches preach to the church on a third and fourth grade reading level. They got to break it down so, and now that's why the world have a hard time coming to the church, 
Because we don't, we don't sound, we, we haven't really developed a discipline. That's what means if you continue in my word, then you are a disciple. You're a self-disciplined person. And discipline draws growth. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and the pastor got to break down these words because people refuse to study to show themselves. And then the supernatural is limited. Y'all, do y'all see the plan? Keep your normal. The devil don't have to give a uh, give you a spooky dream or a ghost to keep you from growing. Make you lazy. Don't read the word of God consistently. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Joshua will tell you to meditate on that word what? Day and night. At least two times you should be studying the word. You know. So if you're doing it day and night on a regular basis. There's a whole nother confidence that you walk in. A competency develops. You can't be in the power of God and not be transformed. You remember when Jesus was walking with the disciples? Disciples had their own businesses. They were fully engaged into labor. They had their own professions. But when they encountered the power of God, they left everything they had and they followed Jesus. Now, why would they do that? Why would they do that? Because proof was in the performance of what he was accustomed. And the Bible says he went to church as it was his custom. So if Jesus went to church, <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. See, this is that perspective has to be. And the church, we got to get out of fourth grade. I mean, imagine if everybody in the church would just read just ten minutes more than they're reading right now. It wouldn't take us forever to get revelation, and we start speaking, and then the words would just transform the power, and we'll be able to operate in manifestation and demonstration. Well, Lord, we can't even get y'all to stay awake in service. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, uh, my fifth scripture, Psalms of Philippians 3, we press toward the mark of the high calling, which is a, uh, um, a mindset, perfected. He didn't think himself... To be equal with God is something to be robbery. You know, that means he, <laughs> it takes a whole lot of humility and a whole lot of strength. But the good thing about Philippians 3, there's a scripture that says, it is he that both causes us to will and do. So God is assisting us in the process to help us achieve what we um, are going after in the spirit. Amen? All right. Now, if we get these scriptures here, pressing toward the mark of the high calling, this perspective is a mindset behind perfecting, forgetting what is behind and striving to achieve God's will. You have to develop the anointing to forget and to move forward. And it has to always be a constant reflection. The scripture says to examine yourself, to see whether you are in faith. Prove yourself. You know, so this perfecting process is a self-introspection or self-examination, looking within periodically. You should go through the study of your foundations periodically in your spiritual development to see if you still believe. Because <laughs> I tell you, when when I the time period of in Florida when I separated from my family, I had to go back over what do I believe and where am I at in my belief right now. That's a real place that we have in life. Some of us don't communicate that, that we're at a place where the belief that started and motivated us don't sustain us. 
end times. Because we don't periodically review to see if whether what we really believe is what we still believe. Because we grow. We experience things. And those experiences affect our belief. So we have to constantly go back and review to see whether we are really being perfected. You know, if God permits. <laughs> so, so I don't ever want to get to a place where I'm not growing because God hasn't permitted me to grow. And I don't even know that it's happening because I haven't examined to see whether or not I'm in the process of growing. That's why you see somebody 50 years in the church, 30 years in the church, don't know the scripture, still asking the question, what's the will of God for my life? You old. What you talking about what the will of God in your life is? But this is real reality. They're still trying to conquer confidence in communicating with God, praying. These are disciplines that, that are easily adaptable in the presence of God. <laughs> and we start, need to stop playing church. We need to hate the performance of having a form of godliness. You got to hate it. You got to hate it like you hate other sins. Because we tend to qualify which sins we hate and which ones we don't. And prayerlessness is just as much a sin as a homosexuality. You know, not studying the word of God and becoming one with the word of God is just as much as a sin for the believer as someone committed fornication and adultery. Especially when you come into the knowledge of the truth. All right. Now. Before we can go into Hebrews chapter 6, we have to refer to Hebrews chapter 5 where the subject comes to light. Now, in the midst of Jesus being proven that he's superior to Moses, Aaron, to the prophets, the Old Testament, they come to this point that by the time you ought to be teachers, you yourself need to be taught. And then they give the metaphor of milk or meat. Say milk or meat. And the <laughs> milk and meat come from the same source. Did y'all realize that? Milk and meat come from the same source? They're just in different processes of same elements. Both of them come from a cow. That's what I mean. Amen. You know, same elements, but they're, they're, they're developed in different areas. You know. And see, we are supposed to live off of the word of God, which is meat. But if we allow people to keep spoon-feeding us, or we allow ourselves to be spoon-fed, then the time we ought to be setting the standard, we won't have nothing to stand on. And I always tell people, write down the parable of the soil, the parable of the soil, all right? You need to know that one because it says you can't understand anything Jesus is teaching about if you don't understand the parable of the soil. That's why I tell people, learn the parable of the soil, has nothing to do about whether the seed can grow into the land, but it's as if the land is conducive for the, land, uh, the seed to grow. And it, and it, and it tells, he interprets that, that, that teaching, that saying, that that land is your heart. And how you, how you receive the word will determine how God deals with you. And when the pressures of life, if you're not rooted in the word, those things will overtake you, which you're set to triumph over. But the perfecting process in Hebrews, see, goes back over the foundation 
So you can know at this point when he's see what the Hebrew writer is writing is not Paul. It's an unknown author. You know, and the reason why we know it's an unknown author because he ain't saying what Paul's saying. Paul was addressing the Gentiles. His minister to the Gentiles. This was Hebrews. It was written to the Jews. The ones who already had an understanding about God. He's saying, review what you believe. At this point, you either in milk or you're in meat. Do you get what I'm saying? And he said, if you find yourself in milk when you should be in meat, it's because you haven't exercised yourself through discernment to show where you should be in this time. Then it goes on. Let us therefore leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. Let's grow up. Huh? That's, that's what the call of the perfecting process. Let's grow up. Let's go further. Let's look deeper. Through the Spirit, we look at the deep things of God. Because God wants to show us beyond the surface. And he expects us, the expectation, it is the expectation of God for us to advance in the knowledge of God. To become skillful and scholastic. Say skillful, skillful. and scholastic. Amen. There is no reason why a believer that is born again, that a Muslim know more about their Bible or our Bible than we do. <laughs> you know? Jehovah Witnesses come to your house and try to tell you about your Bible. Are you crazy? You're not going to sit there and talk to me about what you think my Bible say. Who are you? <laughs> I'm connected with the Spirit of God. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. What you going to tell me in the world, you don't even serve the God I serve. Why am I going to dialogue about you with the word? And why am I going to let you know stuff that I don't know? Ain't no, ain't no Jehovah Witness tripping me up. No Mormon tripping me up. Amen. All right. So it is the expectation of God for us to advance in the knowledge of God, to become skillful and scholastic in what we know God wants us to do. Scripture uses the metaphor, the depiction of milk and meat, implying how we take in what we are fed. And he states, you ought to be off milk and teaching in meat. Teaching with meat, you know, and, and a lot of times we reserve teaching for Sunday school and church and regular school, but what about your family? In the household, especially the men, they should be strong in the word. And the women, everyone that considers themselves a part of the family of God should exist off of the word of God. And today, you know, like I was telling someone about my Facebook, I get more attacks from preachers than sinners about issues regarding things that God is against. And the preachers misquote scriptures to try to support their quote-unquote love and expression of love, <laughs> and that don't work. <laughs> You don't debate with another person with scripture. You don't even do that. That's what the scripture tells us to do in the first place. So them coming to me with scripture is wrong. But then trying to trying to make things that God hates, he loves all of a sudden. 
Well, praise the Lord. All right, five things that will perfect the process, uh, the perfecting process does for the believer. Number one, enforce the will of God in clear-cut directives to adhere to spiritual development. So it enforces the will of God. That's what it does. Number one, when we're going through the perfecting process, it enforces the will of God. Amen. Number two, it equips the believer with guidelines to govern their development in faith as a biblical worldview. Oh, my. (laughs) It equips the believer with guidelines to govern their development in faith as a biblical worldview. So what I mean, biblical worldview is a, a broad term for saying perspective. Basically, I always say, you'll hear me say when I'm preaching, you got to accept God's word as final authority. Meaning at the end of the day, even if you don't believe it, if God says it, that settles it. Whether you believe it or not. You know, people used to say, I, I, um, if God said I believe it, <laughs> and that settles it. No, even if I don't believe it, if God said it, <laughs> it is so. At the end of the day, God's words stand because the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. It's sure, making wise the simple. Glory to God. So thirdly, we establish a basis for devotion. Every believer should have a devotion. You know, back in the days when we didn't know how much time to give, they say give a tithe of the time. You know, so if there's 24 hours, you give 20, at least 24 minutes. But I'm not telling you to do that. That's just somebody's creativity. Yeah. The Bible don't say that. Just take our time in the day to study the Word of God. <laughs> Amen. You know, there's all types of methodologies to it, you know. But um, you need to set aside time to study the Word of God for yourself. And let nothing and no one interfere with that time. He that dwell in the secret place of the Most High. See, God got those who, who seek Him in secret. He rewards them openly, you know. So I don't let nobody, I don't let Selena, I don't let nobody get in my time with the Lord. I use Selena because she's my wife, you know. <laughs> nobody interferes. She don't determine my spiritual growth. I don't lean on her for spiritual understanding. She don't lean on me for spiritual understanding. My job is not to control her with the word I know. She's not to control or influence me with the words she knows. We got to work out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Huh? So many times we depend. And when them people die, our hearts are broken because we're not fixed. <laughs> we're not focused on what's important. We're not established in the basis of devotion to God. And that's what devotion does. It single out all the distractions and make God the eternal priority. That's what devotion is set to do. When God is set in a class all by himself, where he can get your attention with nobody's interference, then you know you done did something in the spirit realm. And God will show you who you really are, what you can do, what you have, why you're doing what you're doing. You know, if God permits, which lets me know, you can try to intellectually entertain spiritual development or you can really press in and do it for yourself. You know, that's what makes that's what makes a strong believer and a weak believer. A familiar spirit from a true spirit. You know, who who really doing it? 
Talk is cheap. One of the things I tell people all the time, time will tell. <laughs> time will tell. You know, people used to think, they used to tell me all the time, well, you know, when you get older, you're going to fall out of the word. Time has told. <laughs> time will tell. Let the chips fall where they may. Time will tell. If God got you on one subject till you understand it, till your Noah's Noah, like the old people used to say, Noah, then you stick to that subject until God take you on. You don't have to go around talking about it. You don't have to share with nobody. You don't have to get no prayer partner. All that stuff is eradicated in an established devotion with God. Because ultimately that stuff is full of pride. Trying to tell somebody what you know is a pride issue. Hallelujah. See, when they see you, they see Jesus. And and ultimately when God exposes you and your giftings, it's beyond your control. You're not trying to push your Your gift makes room for you. You don't make room for your gift. <laughs> You know, I've been preaching for years. Never asked for an engagement. Never. 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 I get calls all the time. I, I don't try to push my gift on people. I, you know, you, I know, I know in whom I believe. I'm fully persuaded. Because I'm not performing for people. <laughs> Amen. We, we'll, we'll get, you'll get to know me after a while. Amen. And I want to get to know you after a while. We need to know each other and what we're all about. To me, it's not a game. I've been living this thing for a long time. I've lived with people who live the standard. So people that don't live the standard shock me. (laughs) You know, shock me. Anyway, number four, eliminate toxic patterns of defilement. Because everything that defiles come in patterns, cycles, you know. You know, if you know, for instance, something basic. If you know you're tired in the morning, don't study in the morning. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.